Welcome to Wolfpack Career Chats from NC State University's Career Development Center, the only podcast dedicated to providing NC State students with current, relevant, and thought-provoking ideas that will challenge you to think about your future. Whether you want to know more about what hiring managers are really thinking, or you just need to hear an honest and encouraging story about overcoming obstacles to reach your goals, we've got you covered. Wolfpack Career Chats is just one of the many services we provide. Whether it's career fairs, on-campus interviews, co-op opportunities, or more, we are here for the pack. This is Marcy Bullock. Welcome to Wolfpack Career Chats. Today I have 2017 graduate in electrical engineering, Terrence Chandler on the line. Welcome, Terrence. Hey, how's it going? It's going so good. How about with yourself out there in the work world for three years? I'm doing wonderful. It's it's a dream come true. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Terrence and I, um, we met when you were an undergraduate way back when you worked in the Career Center and we had a chance to follow <laughs> your journey and to get to know you when you were still trying to figure things out. And um, I'm so proud of all your accomplishments. So we'd love to have you uh, tell us the elevator pitch, a little bit about what's happened to you, how you made your career choice and where you are now. Uh, wow. So... Well, I got to go back in time to <laughs> 2017. Uh, but basically, um, you know, I went to NC State, uh, worked in the ECE department, uh, you know, had my study groups just like everyone else, late nights, uh, you know, staying up uh, ridiculous hours, sleeping over in the library, taking tests, having some test anxiety, all the stuff, you know, that the normal college student has to deal with. And around my senior year, I started going uh, more to the career fair. And I had my resume, which I went to the career center to get approved and looked at. Thank um, you for giving us these wonderful plugs, Terrence. <laughs> I love it. Come in, get your resume critiqued. We have drop-in hours, 11 to 2, Monday through Friday. That's and come right. to our events. So you did both of those. You got this amazing resume, went out to the career fair. And what happened? Yeah, so the career fair went great. I mean... Everyone, you know, they liked the resume. They liked what I had to offer because I was, I was doing the work while I was there. Um, but my opportunity actually came from, well, one of my opportunities, the one I actually accepted, came from a career center dinner event that we had. So, Like a um, networking night. I think we do a lot of those. Yeah. Yep. It was a networking night. So I, went, I showed up with my resume or like five resumes or something. And there was a bunch of company staff there and we had dinner and we had these round circular tables and we just talked, you know, just regular stuff, you know, across the table and then talked uh, company type stuff. And um, yeah, so I made some connections there and that's where I actually landed this opportunity that I have now. That's, that's wonderful. And I'm gonna let you tell a little bit about what you're doing now. But before we get there, um, these intimate conversations over dinner, I think I'm so glad you touched on because a lot of times students can be intimidated to do that. 
and they might see something posted on EPAC and say, oh, there's this company <laughs> coming for an info session. Should I check it out? I'm introverted. What will I talk about? And you, can't, you said, oh, you talk about normal stuff. Do you consider yourself an extroverted person? And what tips would you have for a student? Maybe that's a little bit shy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't consider myself an extrovert. Uh, some people do, but that's because they only see me after I've already recharged and I've already done all my, my personal work and my meditations and all that. Now they see me and they go, okay, this is an extrovert, but I see myself as an introvert. And so when I see those things on EPAC or when I saw those opportunities, you know, I, I was nervous, you know, but you have to be able to push past that nervousness and realize that these people, especially now I know because I, I work <laughs> uh, full time, um, they're normal people. They're, they're everyday people just like you. They're just a little bit older than you probably. Um, but they've been in the field, you know, they want, they're looking for who they can give these opportunities to. They're looking for talent. They're looking for you. So you, you should show up, you know, if you're a student and you're thinking, should I go? Uh, I highly recommend going to stuff like that because the career fair is so hustle and bustle. You know, there's so many hands being shaken, you know, it's harder to make a, a personal connection. Uh, but when you go to a dinner, you know, you're, you're in a room of a lot less people and, and it's a little easier to make that personal connection to, to take you across the, the finish line um, if you want to work with that company. So, yeah, I would say I'm an introverted person, but I, I do a lot of work on myself so that when I get in front of you or I get in front of <laughs> other people, I can be free to, to share and, and open up. Yeah, you can channel that inner extrovert where it's like you get charged, you said, by doing your meditation and having time alone. But I mean, let's face it, the way that people find jobs today is through connections and face-to-face -face yeah. interactions and networking. And so the fact that you took advantage of these things, like you said, it really helped position you for this position. So tell us what you're doing now. So right now, uh, I work at a defense contractor. Um, and we make, well, I make power supply hardware uh, to power the uh, electronics that we support. I can't really go into a lot of detail because it's, you know, it's government work, but um, yeah, I do power electronics. That's, that's my, my role, uh, circuit board design. Um, yeah. So. That's, that's, that's cool. And so do you, what is your work team like and what kind of um, a typical day is it? Are you mostly at, you know, hands-on doing engineering design? Are you in teams? What are some of the skills you use? Yeah. So surprisingly, um, you know, at this, at this particular place, uh, there's a lot of young people there. There's a big push to, to hire a lot of young talent. Um, and so what that results to is, you know, most of the people that I sit with are younger, you know, they're recent graduates or a few years out of college. Um, and so in terms of the actual work, um, I would say I spend most of my time at my desk doing the design work. So, you know, I have my notebook, I'm doing some calculations, I've got my computer, um, you know, running some simulations, um, laying out a board or something like that. Uh, but every now and then, like I said, I, I, I like to have balance. Um, so I get up and I 
you know, I'll walk around, I go talk to some of the subject matter experts, get some guidance on some things. Uh, and the teams that I'm a part of are most of the time what I've seen, the teams are, it's usually a subject matter expert. So someone who's been there for a while, they know what's going on. Um, then there's someone else who's a little more senior to me. So they're, they've been there, you know, five, 10 years in that range, and they can guide me and help me to do my job. Um, and then there's usually someone who's a little younger than me. So there's, um, you know, an intern or, you know, a PDP, um, that PDP is a, um, it's a development program that we have, uh, at the company where you can rotate around, you know, you do a rotation in, in one group and then you go to another department, rotate there and it, you do that for a year, um, or for a few years now they changed it. But anyway, um, <laughs> there's normally someone younger than me that I can mentor and share uh, my experiences and things that I've learned over the past few years with. So that's usually what the team consists of. And I think it's a really good dynamic because, you know, if I need to learn something, there's someone that I can go to, you know, and for those new people coming in, you know, I get to test myself and see, do I really know what I'm talking about? Because I have to explain it, you know, to this, this other uh, newer engineer who who is not familiar with that information. So um, that's how the teams go. We have meetings, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, whether in person or Skype, you know, depending on the meeting, um, we do some lab work. So you're not always at the desk. You know, once, once you build your product up, you know, you go out into the lab, you get to test, um, just like you do in, in college, you've got your oscilloscopes and multimeters um, you know, all your lab equipment, power supplies, um, current sources, all that stuff. And you test it out. You test the functionality. You, you, you test the, the edge cases, you know, all those, those risky cases that you hope you don't see in the real world, but you might. Um, so you test those and you verify your design. Um, and that's basically how it goes. That's a lot of, it sounds like mostly it's you by yourself, which I know as an introverted person that that's something you enjoy, but there's also a good bit, like you said, of mentoring and of being mentored. And yes. I'm, I'm curious if you can go a little bit more in detail about finding a mentor when you're in a, a new organization. How do you go about doing that? Is it typically, <laughs> it's not usually your boss, is it? It's someone else in the company. And um, what are some steps you take to really nurture a relationship with a mentor when you're young? Yeah, so um, to answer your question about the boss, <laughs> it's normally not, at least where I work, it's normally not your boss that, that becomes that mentor. Um, but the way I go about it is, you know, I just, I try to keep an open mind. Um, you know, I try to get to meet the people that are in the department, you know, one way or another, whether that's, you know, going to a social event or if that's just walking around the office during regular work hours, um, whether that's networking with the people that's, that are working on the same program as me, you know, getting to know them a little more. Um, it's just the normal interaction to to make sure that you you get your name out there and say hey I'm a new employee and um, you know I'm just wondering where I can find these folders with this information or I'm wondering where I can find uh, some textbooks to read up on some things or you know just kind of show that you 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 want to learn you know you you are a coachable 
uh, person to an extent, you know, and that you're a go-getter and, and you want to get the information yourself, um, but you want to still network with them and, and pick their brain a little bit. Yeah, so, this is this is really great. So it's this art of relationship building where you're not requiring them to hold your hand too much and you're not being that person that's not resourceful and taking initiative, but you're also looking up to someone with more experience and you're being really intentional about relationship building, which I think is such an important point. So mentors. Did you always know that you wanted to be an engineer? And uh, do you have any, any thoughts for students that maybe aren't sure if they're on the right path with a career? Because we spend so much time in our waking hours at our job. Yeah, I would say no. I, I didn't grow up knowing, okay, I'm going to be an electrical engineer or I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I think actually it, it's constantly changing you know as you grow and develop you know you might start out oh i want to be an engineer but then you get into the engineering role you do that for a few years and now you want to do management you want to try you know supply chain or you want to try you know some other area you might want to try a whole nother field you know you might want to do creative arts or something but i think you just have to go with the flow and you know if you like for me for example uh, growing up, I actually wanted to be a dentist, mm -hmm. and that was because I I liked my my dentist. I just liked sure. going there. You know, they were really nice. You know, uh, I always got some candy when I left. Uh, you know, those little lollipops. And, sure. And, um, I'm not sure why they gave me that because I just well I know why they gave me that, so I have to come back and get my teeth cleaned. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wanted to be a dentist, but then I was always tinkering around with stuff at the house and. Um, you know, so my, my mom and siblings and everyone, they just kind of picked up on that and helped guide me, you know, maybe you want to try engineering and, and what have you. So I said, okay, I like computers and I like video games. Maybe I'll get into software development or, or computer electronics or something like that. So that's what I came into NC State for was to be a computer engineer, not an electrical engineer. And, um, once I started taking the classes, I realized, okay, no, I don't want to be a computer engineer. <laughs> I like the electrical side of it more, but you know, not, not the software, not the, the digital and the, the bits and the zeros and ones. I want to do the, the analog circuits. You know, I want to do all that design. So I think it just constantly changes. And, and as a person, you're constantly changing and developing and you just have to be aware of yourself and, and where you're headed. You know? Right, right. And that takes That's some all. of the pressure off, I think, of college students to realize they don't have to know what they're going to be doing when they're 40 or 50. But it can be, I get to change careers multiple times. You'd Like you said, go into management or supply chain, and you switched over from computer to electrical. So it's, it's paying attention to maybe what energizes you, what's important to you, and yes. where you're feeling really fulfilled. So um, yeah, and I know you did a co-op when you were an undergrad, and <laughs> I'd love to, to have you talk about that. We actually had an earlier episode um, with Liv Adams, episode 38, and she talked about the value of co-ops and she transitioned into Tesla after her co-op. And I wonder if you could tell us why you decided to do the co-op and how it impacted you. Oh man, it was, it was an easy decision for me to do co-op because um, one big thing when you're in college, one of the big stressors is, um, you know, you want to have job security. You want to feel like 
I can go to the career fair and have something on my resume to talk about, you know, have some work experience to, to discuss. And, you know, with the co-op program, the cool thing that it offered is, you know, a year of that experience before you even graduate. So uh, for me, it was, it was a no brainer. It's like, well, I, I just want to get involved with this program. I know it's going to push me back for a year, you know, but some schools it's required that they do a co-op. So they're, you know, some engineers, they're expecting to be there for five years. So when I looked at it that way, I said, you know what, the work experience is more important for the long term than me just trying to rush through the classes and, and just get out of here. So, um, so I, I'd signed on for the co-op program. There's no guarantees. You're not guaranteed to get a, a co-op or anything like that. Um, but I just, you know, I just did my best to, to make uh, connections and, and get to know the right people and, and work with the career center, like I said before, and get my, my stuff all nice and clean. And um, ended up getting an opportunity at a career fair. And I did the co-op and it was honestly, it was one of the best decisions that I made in college was to do the co-op, not just because of the work experience, but because of the life experience. Um, you know, I had to move away from North Carolina to Cincinnati, Ohio for my first I remember rotation. that. We had to get you a, like a heavy scarf. You had no warm, <laughs> you know, cold weather clothes at all. I know. I know. I appreciated that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was cold up there. I mean, it was, it was a dry cold. And yeah. my first day at work, I think it was negative 10 degrees or something like that. Um, because that was the polar vortex winter or whatever mm -hmm. when we had that big uh, cold that came through. Um, but yeah, it's like the life experiences. So having to start over and what it did was it showed me, okay, if I can start over in a whole a different state, you know, in the Midwest, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I can do anything, you know, I, I can really go anywhere and um and and make new friends and stuff and i i made some friends there some of them i still talk to um and it, it just it showed me a lot outside of just the work experience because you know as an intern or co-op you're not always especially your first rotation you're not always going to get that that beefy nice project you know that's that's on the cutting edge and you know, researched in development or something like that. You're, it's just not practical um, in, in some cases. Um, but, you know, I did get good work experience when I was there, but my first rotation, I was just getting up to speed and, you know, what have you. Um, but I did a double. So I ended up staying for eight months in Cincinnati. And that really gave me a lot of time to understand the company, understand how the different groups work together, understand the product better, um, understand the people better and what to do around the city and get, you know, connected to University of Cincinnati and all these other students. And uh, we did camping trips and we did, uh, I mean, we did all types of stuff when we were up there. So it, it was really, it was more about the life experience, I think, um, for me and, yeah. and, and less about just doing the work because you're going to be doing the work like you said, for your career, you know, yeah. that's many years. So uh, it's not just about work. It's, it's also about living and, and making connections with people and, and just enjoying yourself.
Oh, that's amazing. So you, you stayed for eight months and hopefully it got warmer, right? The winter ended and <laughs> the sun came out. And also you, you learned so much. You got so much confidence from this. So like you said, you could be independent and go out and prove yourself and be successful. So it sounds like you are a big advocate of co-ops. I am. <clears throat> I'm a huge advocate. And honestly, um, like the University of Cincinnati, they are required the engineers are required to do a co-op for a year. Um, it's a part of their program and it, it just makes so much sense um, because it's one thing to learn a bunch of information, um, you know, great information from school, but then it's another thing to see in the industry, how do I actually apply these things that I learned? Because it's not always a one-to-one -one relationship. Uh, it's not always that you take everything that you learn from college and apply all of those formulas and all those things that you uh, cram and study for, you know, and all that last minute preparing and all that. Um, it's not, it's not just that when you go into the workplace, you have to think about cost. You have to think about um, how much time it's going to take to accomplish certain tasks. You have to think about, um, communication because you have to present you have pdrs you know you have development um you know preliminary design reviews and and concept design reviews and all these reviews and stuff so you have to think about presenting you know this the information to people who might not understand it uh you have to think about block diagrams and all these other things that you know you learn in senior design um, but you're not necessarily learning those things in uh, just a regular class, you know, you're just learning the content. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and that's like you said, to actually be for eight months working, you get so much more in-depth exposure and you learn so many more skills, you become such a valuable asset that is very different than just a 10-week internship. So I encourage all our listeners to check out the Career Development Center website and view the orientation schedule for the co-ops if they are interested in exploring that. So I want to go back to something you said at the very beginning when we started talking about as an undergraduate, maybe you had some test anxiety and you slept in the library, just kind of some of these really big struggles. And now you're in the work world and you don't have to maybe study at home, but you still have a lot of pressure on you. How do you integrate your work in your life and also make sure that you have self-care? Oh, that's, <laughs> that is a great question. Um, honestly, you have to, just like you have to be aggressive about making those relationships with people in the office, you really do have to be aggressive about having work-life balance. You just have to. Um, do, you think it's, you, do you even think it's possible to balance it all? I mean, I think a lot of people are saying <laughs> right now that that's not the goal. Uh, well, I think it, it's different for everyone, right? Like how much self-care you need is, is different. For, for every person. Um, and I think you just have to be aware of yourself to know how much you need and, and when you need to take a break or go take a walk or, or what have you. Um, so for me, I, I have a routine. Um, you know, in the morning, I can't just get up and halfway stumble my way into the office um, and do productive work. Um, I have to get a decent amount of sleep at night. Um, I have a routine of, of meditation uh, in the morning. I do a little workout in the morning just to get the blood flowing, get things moving. Um, 
I might read something or listen to something, something motivational in the morning to put uh, good content in my ear before I get in the office so that when I get in that office, I'm not a thermometer in the office. I'm a thermostat, right? I control the temperature. I'm not controlled by the environment, right? So yep. um, I like to go in there and control the temperature. You know, <laughs> I don't like to, cause you get in there and, and maybe someone else is, is not having, you know, a great day or it's rainy outside, you know, it's just real, you know, it's, it's real life. And so, um, you know, they might have some things going on at home and, and they're just not in a good mood. Well, I don't want that energy uh, impacting my performance or how I interact with other people in the office. So that's personal. I just have that type of routine and um, I make sure I, I, don't work too much overtime or push myself too far to where it's unbalanced. Um, and that's just a personal choice. Now, someone else might say, well, I need to get extra overtime because I have these financial goals I need to make. And, you know, I, I, I want these, uh, I have these career goals, you know, I want to climb uh, at a, a certain rate or, or what have you. And that's, that is totally fine. And, and that's a personal choice. Um, but if you want to have that balance, you just have to be really conscious and aware of what's going on around you uh, and aware of yourself and how you how you stand in any great, given moment. That's a great way to explain it. So your routine is you are taking care of your mental and physical self, starting off with something really calming. And there's so much research about meditation, how you actually are more productive and you feel better about yourself. And then of course we have this one body that's carrying us around on this planet while we're here. And if we don't take <laughs> care of that, then we're going to get sick and we're not going to be able to contribute to other people. And I love that, that idea of the positivity too that you bring in with the um the things that you listen to is there a specific app or something that you use that you recommend or do you just have your own that you listen to yes yeah, so there's there's a few things but the main one is youtube yeah. youtube has so much content right uh, motivational videos uh, they have philosophy videos. They have so many things on there. Uh, they even have guided meditations for free on YouTube. That's um, great. So just Google guided meditation and you just go with it from there. Yeah. Yeah. 15 minute guided meditation. Um, you know, they have all types of stuff too. It's not just one guided meditation. You know, there's, there's all types of things, chakra balancing and, and all these oh other things. Oh my gosh, I love chakra balancing. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, we can get super woo woo here, but, um, we have these seven chakras. We have our root chakra. We have our sacral chakra. We have our solar plexus, our heart, our throat, our third eye and our crown. And we yeah. have to, I love that you talked about energy. We have to keep it all flowing because if it gets blocked, then we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and some people would, would call that crazy, but I think you just have to just keep an open mind and, and try things before you, before you doubt them. You know, I've, I've seen real results in my life and, um, you know, just having that balance, like you said, it, it really does make a difference. It really yeah. does. Finding a thing that works for you. And I love that, that you gave your example. You sound like you are at a really great place in your life. And I'm wondering if there are any challenges that you would want to share, especially, let's say on campus, we have our Black Male Initiative, and there are some challenges I know that young men of color experience. Have you experienced any, or would you have any tips? 
Uh, well, I can give you some tips. Um, I think one thing we have to realize, and I think meditation and, and some of my spiritual stuff has kind of gotten me to a certain place with this. Um, there's a lot of injustice in the world. Um, there's a lot of things going on that, that, um, that I don't agree with and that other people don't agree with. Um, but one thing we have to realize is that at the end of the day, right, we're all imperfect and we're all human, right? We don't get to choose before we're born, you know, how we're going to come out, what we're going to look like, what, what physical traits we're going to have and all that stuff. So we have cards that were dealt right when we're when we're born and so um, for me I'm learning how to use my cards to win as much as possible in life right and that's not what I'm getting at is I'm not focusing my life on the negative or focusing on so much on the injustices that you know it prevents me from uh, from navigating the world with power and with confidence and with knowing who I am, knowing my history, knowing my, my strength, knowing that I can do all things. Um, I, can't folk, I can't do that or live that way when my mind is, is so bogged down with the injustices. Now, the injustices are there and, and they need to be dealt with and, and there's biases and things that we have to address. Um, however, I'm very mindful of how much energy I give to that versus how much I give to empowerment and speaking to those other brothers and sisters um, that might be going through that and empowering them to understand who they are and understand their, their strength and their power and, um, you know, that they can do all things as well. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I, I'm very careful where I give my energy. So when I go into the office, you know, I'm, I'm not, in the majority, you know, as a black male in the office, I'm just not. Um, and black women in the office definitely aren't in the majority, not even close. <clears throat> so um, what I would say for that is the more work you do on yourself and, and understanding uh, the world and how it works and understanding uh, your own power and your potential and your own confidence, the better able you are to handle um any situation that might come up you know that that normally would affect you one way you know now you see it in a different light i'll say that um and i haven't come across any um just ridiculous outright <laughs> you know ridiculous uh conflicts or anything in the office um but you know there are little things you know like for example Sometimes, you know, and I know all the black people listening <laughs> will understand this, um, feeling like you can't fully be yourself, you know, in the office. I, I've definitely felt that um, at times. What I've done, though, is I've begun to, to flip that. And I've been a little more, uh, a little more outward about my own cultural preferences. You know, for example, um, you know, what music I listen to or, or what, uh, what types of uh, food I eat or what things I enjoy, you know, I share that more openly, you know, and what I'm finding is people really don't mind. <laughs> they, they don't, they just don't know, 
you know, they've just never heard, or maybe they have heard of it and they like it too. And you, you just would have never guessed if you just judged them on the surface. And so I think as a country, you know, we, we have a, a very uh, polarized country right now where we we're stuck in our, our minds so much. Uh, we're so mind identified that we, um, we see people either as friends or enemies. And, you know, if they're on the other side, then I, I just can't have a conversation with them. I can't see them as a human being. Um, I have to see them as this particular type of person. <laughs> and I think that's where the problems start. So I know I'm going a little deep, but that's just really my outlook. I go in and I, I even if I have my own biases in my mind or I want to judge someone, I look at them and I, I, I cross that out and I say, well, they're a human first, right? And we have the same destiny at the end of the day. <laughs> we have the same fate, right? So it really doesn't matter. So why make this uh, unenjoyable experience or interaction when, you know, I can just be myself and be confident in that. And, and if they like it, they like it. If they don't, it's okay. You can't, you can't please everyone. You can't make everyone happy. And, that, and that's okay. I'm not saying go look for conflict. But what I am saying is you have to live your life. You have to live within yourself, right? So while, you're, while fireworks are going off in your mind and all these judgments and wondering what someone else thinks of me and what, what they might say and all that, in their mind, they're fine. They're, yeah. not, they're not thinking about you at all. They're not even concerned. They have their own life situations and things that they need to deal with. So um, just, you know, find that, find that peaceful place and just operate just with excellence and, and let your work do all the talking. Oh man, that is so inspirational, Terrence. You are a wise, wise man. And I feel inspired after listening to that, just that authenticity <laughs> piece uh, of being real and including people and diversity. That's, that's, I, I was really curious what your opinion was on that. So thank you for, <laughs> thank you for going deep. I loved it. And all right, last question, Terrence, it is zoom into the year 2040. So we're going to add, um, some 20 years onto your life real quick advice to yourself oh that's that's deep um advice to myself so you're 20 years older than you are now so you can share what year how old you'll be at that time i'll be 45 okay what do you want what do you want to tell to 25 year old terrence uh, i would say slow down you know be be patient um enjoy the process. Don't be so caught up in the end goals of life, you know, trying to get a master's degree and, and trying to accomplish these goals and have these financial, don't get, it's good to have those goals, but don't get so caught up in the goal that you forget to slow down and enjoy every second that you oh. have. I love that. Being in the moment. This has been such a great conversation, Terrence. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for having me. The NC State Career Development Center prepares and empowers students to identify and pursue their career goals. Stop by Pullen Hall to learn more. Thank you for listening to Wolfpack Career Chats, and we hope to see you around campus. Have a packtacular day.